You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci Fi Five. Five minutes of science fiction history for December 1st. History rarely ties things off in a neat little bow, but today is an instance where you have the Alpha and the Omega of one particular dream on the same day. It was today in 1958 that a report was published detailing the basic specifications for what was, at the time, called the Thousand Foot Radio Telescope. The proposal, printed in the Journal of the School of Electrical Engineering, originated from Cornell University. It called for a parabolic reflector dish measuring a thousand feet in diameter, with a receiver suspended above the dish. And it wasn't exactly a new idea. Cornell had already tried to lobby ARPA, the Advanced Projects Research Agency, and the Air Force to provide funds for the facility. On paper, it was intended to study Earth's ionosphere, as well as deep space. And of course, it could conceivably have military and national security functions as well. What few people could get their heads around was the sheer scale of the structural engineering involved. Unlike smaller radio telescope dishes, this one would be fixed to the ground, and it would be helpful if it could be built into an existing natural feature. The team behind the proposal looked at locations in upstate New York and in Texas before settling on an almost perfectly formed natural limestone bowl formation near the city of Arecibo in Puerto Rico. ARPA finally signed on to the project, and construction began in 1960, taking over three years to finish. Initially managed by Cornell University, the Arecibo Radio Telescope began operations in November 1963. With its receiver hardware mounted on a huge platform suspended over the dish by a series of steel cables, Arecibo was a structural marvel, and scientists using the facility quickly put it to good use. After a round of refurbishing in 1974, the telescope was used as a transmitter to send a 210-byte binary transmission toward the M13 star cluster, serving as both a greeting card and as a technology demonstration. More enhancements and additions were brought online over time, making the suspended receiver platform heavier. Also, over time, management of the Arecibo telescope changed hands, with the National Science Foundation and the University of Central Florida each operating the facility in later years. And yes, the spectacle of a giant radio telescope dish built into the ground was a spectacle that eventually made its way into film as well with Carl Sagan's Contact and the James Bond film Goldeneye both using it as a filming location, though with obvious limitations to prevent damage to the facility. Over time, funding problems became typical for Arecibo, limiting the scope of future repairs and refurbishment. The Arecibo telescope had suffered major structural damage when Hurricane Maria struck Puerto Rico head-on in 2017, and engineers surveyed the towers through which the steel cables ran, and the ground-level anchoring points for the cables using drones to safely examine everything. In 2020, it was announced that the Arecibo facility was officially slated for demolition. The cable suspending the 1.8 million pound equipment platform 500 feet over the dish were beginning to fail. Repairing it was beyond the facility's budget. Safely dismantling the telescope was recommended. But engineers never had that chance. 
On December 1st, 2020, the aging and damaged cables failed in a rapid succession, sending the receiver hardware swinging down toward the dish. The remainder of the cables snapped quickly. The towers helping the cables suspend the platform snapped in half, all of it witnessed by drones that were being used to monitor the cables. After 57 years of operation and 62 years to the day after the original 1,000-foot radio telescope proposal, the Arecibo Radio Telescope was no more. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for December 1st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.